John 3.16, I'm quoting from pure memory, says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For the Son of Man did not come to the world to condemn the world but to save the world so that by believing in him they could be saved. And the thing about that text is that what we find in those words is we find one of the most famous Famous, uh, mostly quoted Bible verses ever, but you also see God's heart. You see the summation of God's heart and his mission and his vision. You see the problem that brought God to this solution. You know, you don't have to go too far to find out that we lived in a jacked up world. You don't have to travel too far to to discover that things are messed up. And and what we see is that God saw that the end of humanity was the end that was leading to us having eternal death. We were perishing, but God chose different. We were in death, but God chose life. His, His vision was eternal life for all those who would believe in him. It doesn't say eternal life for all those who could be good enough. It says eternal life for all those who believe in the, in the sacrifice of his son. You go to, through Riverside and, and what you will find in the public square is that the politics are messed up because we live in a messed up society. You go to the marketplace and you'll find the corruption because people are messed up. You, you go to Walmart and you'll discover that people are jacked up. I mean seriously, like, like you can start a website. You go to the homes of people and you find out that people are broken. People are, have issues and, and they're in clusters and, and they don't know how to figure things out. And, and God saw that. He saw it and, and he had an idea of what could, he could do to remedy the situation. He knew that humanity could never achieve it on their own. So he had to do something. He had a vision for it to bring about change. So it says, for God so loved. You, you, know, you know that that sometimes that compassion and that love that comes from God comes from a place when you've been broken by something. In the, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, there's a story of a man by the name of Nehemiah. He has an entire book that's written about uh, all the things that God did through him. Uh, Nehemiah. And, and what you'll find about Nehemiah is that Nehemiah heard the news that the walls of the city of Jerusalem had been broken. And, and, and it moved him to compassion. It moved him to a broken place. And he wept and he wept and he wept. He was broken by it. Jesus, when he's entering Jerusalem, about to give his life as a sacrifice, looks at Jerusalem and he weeps over Jerusalem. When's the last time you wept over your city? When's the last time you looked around and you saw all the brokenness? I mean, we, we see the, the, these billboards, divorce, $4.99. But we have accepted it as part of normal humanity. And God is broken over it. We see all these different things, these different services that are trying to, to bring about something that will be therapeutically uh, uh, medicinal in order to to uh, put a bandage on the issue but not necessarily reach the root of the issue and God is broken over it and I believe for us to have a heart that opens up to live out the vision of God to live out the mission of God we have to come to a place of being broken by what breaks him 
He was broken by the death, and he chose to give us life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. A few months ago, we talked about the soul loves. Soul loves will make you do some crazy stuff. In the last year, I've learned a whole new definition of what the soul loves look like. Okay, the, the soul loves, this morning, I'll tell you, this happened this morning. I wake up, and I look over at my wife. Now, Zion is sleeping in our bed, right? Zion looks comfortable. I mean, he was just kind of stretched out. My wife's head was literally on her nightstand. Because Zion was all just all up on her pillow, chilling. I looked at him, I was like, this dude thinks he owns us. The soul loves will make you become uncomfortable because you so love your offspring. When God looked at your plot in life, your lot in life, he had the soul loves. And he did something that was completely reckless, completely uh, just... Like, I, I, don't, I don't get God sometimes. I mean, sometimes I have arguments with God uh, myself. You know, like, you know, God, if I was you, if God had hired me as a consultant, you know, uh, I'd only charge him $30,000 per hour. He can afford it. And I'll tell him some things. I'll tell him, like, God, first of all, I want to I praise you. Because you got to start off right, right? Then I'll say, God... You're a creator. You know that you've, you created Mars, Jupiter, the sun. The sun is awesome. We're still trying to figure out. You created the oceans. We haven't even discovered what's in the oceans yet. You're a creator. Create a saving angel. You have an angel of death, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Tell me more, Jonathan. <laughs> create a salvation angel. An angel that will just go around and wave its hand and say, Saved. You're saved. And then if it's like a hyper-Calvinist angel, it's like, you're saved. Not you, not you. Save the rest of you. <laughs> Bad joke, I know. But God looked at, at our lot in life and he says, no, this is not something that a created being can do. The cost of saving humanity is going to be me giving myself to them. So he gave his only, the unique one of God, Jesus. You know, first, thing, first idea I want you to, to, to pick up on is this, is that every vision requires sacrificial provision. The vision of God was eternal life for a dead humanity. It was, it was uh, fueled by his soul love, his great love, but it required a great sacrifice that bankrupted heaven. You know, I've kind of shared this illustration before. Let's just, I just want you to understand the depth of God's love here. The Department of Transportation in California spends billions of dollars per year to make sure that you and I can drive on even paved roads. I was in Uganda, Africa, and I thanked God for the Department of Transportation. Because there were craters in the road. I mean, literally, like, I was like, how do you people drive here? 
But imagine if the Department of Transportation in California spent all this money, spent all this investment. They had people working on the roads all the time. And the only person who had a car was Dustin. Seated right there. None of us had cars. But they spent billions of dollars to make sure that Dustin can drive his car. It would be reckless. When God saw your individual life, when he looked at you, when he thought about all the things that you'd go through in life, all the hurts that would happen in your life, all the death that you'd experience, all the pain and destruction that would, that would cloud your existence, he said, I am going to bankrupt, I am going to take the entire economy of heaven, I'm going to take the entire uh, resource of heaven, the most prized in heaven, and give it to that person in order to save You know, we, we, we've looked at all the good things that, that, that God has done over the last year. Uh, and, and, and in looking at it, we, we've celebrated all the wins. We look back and say, we did, we did, we did fierce. Any, any ladies go to fierce this last year? At the Mission Inn. I'm, I'm sorry, at the historic Mission Inn. <laughs> Hotel and Spa. It was amazing. Bacon fest, bacon fest. We did, we, 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 we've, we, we've sent out missionaries. We've supported Thrive Rescue Home, which has brought in more kids to, um, uh, to, from, from, from being trafficked. And, and we've supported other organizations. Last week, Pastor Andrew shared about the organization in, in Sacramento that we, we were getting behind that's literally going into nightclubs and strip clubs and, and talking to girls who, who are being trafficked and praying with them and being a light in those places. We, we're giving away food to the homeless. We're clothing people. I've literally be, been in our thrift store and watched a homeless person come in without a shirt and walk out with a shirt, jacket, and, and some other accessories. And we can celebrate those things and say those things are wins. We've seen all kinds of the, the, the regroups, the small groups have grown and, and people who are serving has grown. And you can think to yourself, man, a great church goes from success to success to success, right? Well, I want to let you know that a great church goes from sacrifice to sacrifice. Amen. A great church is not built on the gifts of a few. It's built on the sacrifice of many. Because all of us are recipients of God's grace from the sacrifice of one who died and resurrected on the third day. Right, let me just kind of tell you a little bit about the story. We, Pauline and I moved out to Riverside about five years ago. We, we got married, and for our honeymoon, I took her to a church planting boot camp. That's right. She will remind me of that till I die. For our honeymoon, Jonathan romantically took me to a pastor's leadership conference in Seattle. It was rainy and cold, and we stayed at the Best Western. It wasn't the best. But when we moved to Riverside, you know, you, you start sharing the, the vision of what, what, what God's put on your heart. You tell people, yeah, well, we've moved here to plant a life-giving church. Uh, that will see many come to know the loving uh, gospel of God. And, and we want to see marriages restored. We want to see all these things happen. We want to we just, like, just change people's lives in this city. 
And people will look at you and say, wow, that, that's, that's noble. And, and then they give you the, the, the nice Christian answer when you ask for support. I'll be praying for you. Which is code for stay away from us. Leave my house. Do not ask for help. And this girl by the name of Crystal, Crystal Sarbeland, came up to me. And I remember it very clearly because it was a, she, she said this to me. She said, Pastor, I want to give this to you. She handed me a, an envelope with a check for $200. And I opened it up and, and I was like, wow, this is the very first offering that we've received. This is the very first. And, and I knew Crystal's situation. She was, she was a college student at the time. You know what college student means? Broke and need support. <laughs> she gave me that check, and and, and today, and, and I immediately took the check and went and bought our first our first sound system from Craigslist because that's where I shop. <laughs> Come to my house; everything that you'll see is Craigslist, unless Pauline bought it. If I bought it, it was on Craigslist. I want to start the first Craigslist University. <laughs> Today, our drummer is over here playing, and he has a speaker that's part of that first sound system that came from Crystal's offering. You and I are, are, are sitting here experiencing the worship team, and they're able to do what they're doing simply because Crystal said, I believe that it's important that other people who we don't even know yet can experience God, and so I'm going to give this towards the vision that God has put on your heart. Great vision always comes through sacrificial sacrifice, sacrificial provision. We've seen lives change, and we throw out numbers. We, we, we um, sent out an email last week on Friday that kind of gave you a little snapshot of what God is doing. We've shown you videos 1,832 people at Easter celebrations last year. 370 plus people who got saved in 2014 through our ministry here. We launched a church in Grand Rapids, Michigan. 80 people have been saved at that church and it's growing each week. They keep talking about all the new things that God is doing through them. All these, numbers, all these great stories. And, and, and the reason why we, we throw out those, those, those stats is not to, to make ourselves feel impressed, but rather to let you know that every stat has a story behind it. Every number has a story behind it. So I want to invite up two people. Uh, they were not prepped before I invited them up here. So I'm going to invite Janelle and I'm going to invite Dino to come down here. I just want to share a little bit. Of, I want them to share about what, what it's been like. I, I want Janelle to come up because Janelle was part of the first launch team. Janelle was there. It was Janelle... Pauline and myself, and also in that audience consisted of the children's ministry director, the set-up and tear-down director. Also, we had our, our, um, our head usher. We had our deacon. We had our church choir members there, and it was just the three of us. Half of those duties were Janelle's. <laughs> Pauline was a woman's director and, and just the chief pastor for Jonathan. <laughs> And we sat there and we talked about this church. And so I just want you to kind of share a little bit about what it's been like from seeing it from a blank sheet of paper to what it's become and how it's impacted your life. I think the coolest thing is that uh, when we first met, we met at a coffee shop. Pauline and I were in workout clothes. We just came from the gym. 
and we were excited about what God might do. And when you first start out and there's only three of you, you do everything, whether you're good at it or not, no matter how long it takes you, no matter how tired you are, you do everything. And, um, I mean, there are many times that I wanted to quit, and when I actually did quit, and Jonathan made me come back. But I threatened her. <laughs> but I think what's really cool now, where we are now, is to be able to see how God has brought so many people with so many different gifts from, from all different walks of life, people that I don't have influence over, but, but people that God has just brought, and how now instead of doing 20 million things that I'm not good at, I can just focus on the task that God's called me to do, and you can focus on the task that God's called you to do, and collectively we can do so much more than what three people can do by themselves. And so it's just been really cool to see how God, you know, the vision and, and the people and the faces that were in our hearts, God has brought all of you here. And so you being here is a miracle because... Three people don't just do that. That's God's hand over our church. Amen. Amen. I also want to add that that I I, I promised Janelle that that if she would uh, run the race with us, God would give her a husband, build a family, and a future. And God has provided. Amen. (laughs) I did say, what's my benefits package if I join your church? And it was, you'll get a husband. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And... Just like what God has done in my heart, I was thinking about this from last service. You know, when you, get, when you serve and when you give sacrificially, God stretches you to be able to have perseverance when things are hard. Because over this last, these last five years, it's not that my life was easy. You know, we went through many things. And even just this last week, we went through a lot of things. But I was just reflecting on when you know God is faithful and you know God is good and God works it all together for your good, you're able to persevere through hard things because you know the kind of God that you serve. So. Amen. Thank you so much. Dino. Undino. Stephen Dino. <laughs> All, all I want to ask Dino is, where does he get his energy? What kind of supplements are you? Are you on Plexus? You're on Plexus, aren't you? I am. I, you have to be. I mean, he's here. Like, Your pressure. I mean, it's like, you know, he's like jumping from this side and then back over here. And he's still able to like chew gum and still strum. I'm like, I, can, I cannot do that, you know? What kind of workout routine are you on, bro? Uh, Frosted Flakes. Frost. Okay, all right. They're great. <laughs> Old commercial. Um, all joking aside, um, that's the Holy Spirit working. I, the stuff that I do on stage wouldn't be done, couldn't be done without the Spirit of Christ, without the Spirit of God working miracles within me. So that's where I get my energy from. Mm-hmm. So you've been here since about November of last year, so it's about yeah, a little it's over a year. A little over a year. I've been uh, with Relevant. Um, when I first attended, uh, before I attended, um, can mm-hmm. keep it real, can I, without nobody getting offended? Uh, Pastor Drew had said a while back that these empty seats are waiting for somebody to tell a story. Well, ironic that I'm that person ready to tell that story. So I'm that empty seat. But uh, before Relevant, um, I hated Christ. I hated God. Um, there was a lot of things that was, that was a, lot, a lot of bad things that was happening in my life, and I blamed the Lord up there, not knowing that the devil likes to work. You know, his magic. I was, excuse me. I was one pissed off individual. And uh, with that said, um, as um, I had two people by the name of Anthony Maria Trujillo who invited me to Relevant Church, and I was a little skeptical at first, and uh, well, the rest is history. <laughs> I'm up here, and I, I thank you for that. Um, 
within the year of being in the church, I've seen how you guys have grown. Um, the miracles like Uganda with Ashley being out there, you guys going to Mexico. Um, just everything that you guys have done, um, you guys went from a smaller theater to a bigger theater. You went from two services to three services, and it's just amazing. I've developed a lot of friendship. Um, the people that were once acquaintances now, now are friends now from friends, are our brothers and sisters. And um, I thank you guys. I, 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 this is a church, the very first church that I've been where I... Um, I'm not judged or criticized or hated or ridiculed. And um, I thank you guys for that. And um, accepting Christ, accepting the Lord has made my family a lot stronger because for a while, last this year, we were, we, it got to the point where my wife and I were about, we were on each other's throats and we, I didn't know what was, going, what was happening. And um, God's worked in miracles and it's made her stronger with God. My going to church has made her relationship with God stronger, and I've just seen how our, my kids, my three little ones, have been closer to, to our family. I mean, it's just our family's just stronger than ever. And just a word of encouragement, um, I'm, probably, I'm sorry for taking some time, but if you're, this is your first time here, if you guys don't believe in the power of prayer, believe in it, because by, by attending Relevant Church, um, several months ago, we were in the brink, in the brink of being homeless. Well, by the, by the glory of God, we, we finally have a place on the 25th. We have a home in Lake Elsinore. And that's not, that's not even with us, has to be with God. And by attending this church, and by, by my testimonies, my personal um, relationship with God, there's been five people in my life that have actually been saved. So this church has been a blessing, and I thank you for not walking in eggshells, for keeping it real, and that's the reason why you got my full respect. My, 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 the way I see things, F the devil. You once you accept Jesus, there's no turning back. You move forward, plain and simple. Let's keep it real, right? Amen. God's vision is not just the world, it's not just the city, it's individuals. He has a vision for your life, He has a vision for your family. He wants to bring that restoration. And if you want to know why we are here, that's it. To see the ruins come to life. To see the broken be restored. Those who've been disconnected, reconnected. That's, that's why we exist. That's why I'm excited. That's, that's why we, we, we will do anything short of getting to the edge of sin to see someone come to the Lord. I'm willing to risk my personal reputation in order to see God's glory come to pass in this city. You know, um, we, we now I'm, I'm about to choke up too because we think about all, all the, the sacrifices that go into this. And, and you ask yourself, is it worth it? Maybe I should slow down. Maybe I should ease back a little bit. Maybe, maybe it's, it's not making sense. Because here's what I've found. Uh, whenever you get around church people, anybody been around church for a while? If, when you get around church people, you're putting yourself out to be hurt. You're putting yourself out there to, to journey life with broken people. And, and we just want to keep it real because here's the thing. All I'm doing is following Jesus. And all I'm doing is inviting you to follow Jesus as I follow Jesus. 
And I'm not who I once was before I met Jesus, and I'm not yet who I'm going to become, but I'm, I'm moving forward. Amen? I'm, I'm believing for a church where, where we, we continue to send more missionaries. We continue to, to send more people into our city so that, so that the, the, the best sermons of our church do not take place on this stage, but the best sermons take place in the lives of people who can go out into their context and say, I am a walking billboard of God's grace. I am only here. The only reason why I can do what I do is because the power that lives in me is the same power that rose Christ from the dead. I'm looking for a church. I was with Matt in, in Orlando. Matt, Matt's my wing guy. He's been to Uganda with me. You've been to Phoenix with me. Went to Orlando together. Where else you want to go, man? We went to Dubai together. Where else you want to go? You just named the spot. Brazil. We're not going to go to Brazil. I only go to Brazil with my wife. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rio de Janeiro, reserved for my wife. Now, if you're paying for it and you have a wife, then you can come along too. But we were talking this last week. We were in Orlando, and, and um, uh, I asked Matt. I was like, Matt, what do you think about the worship at Relevant Church? And Matt says, well, I, I work at this place called Lifeway, this Christian bookstore. And, and this lady came in, and she asked me where I go to church. And I told her I go to Relevant Church. And so she said, oh, yes, I've heard about the worship team there. I hear your worship. You guys have this Filipino guy with product in his hair, and he gets really sweaty. And I've heard about it. Heard it's great. We want to be a church where we're known that our worship is not what's happening on stage, but it's the lives of people who've been affected by the gospel of Jesus who live lives of worship, lives bowed down, never bringing glory to themselves, but always showing them to the master who makes it all happen. Amen? We're believing for a church where transformation is the culture, is the rhythm. The rhythm of, of what we're doing is always about the people who have yet to meet Jesus. It's so easy to become internally focused. This, this, this year, 2015, there are several things that we're believing God. Let me tell you, we're, we're getting ready to step into some risky waters. And it's all because God has, has opened some doors. We're believing to be in, in, in the Fox Theater for our Easter services because this place won't be able to contain... As a testimony to our city that we are in the heart of the city to reach the hearts of the city. Amen? We're believing for more baptisms, more lives transformed. So I want to invite you to join us on that journey. I invite you to join us on that journey because here's the thing about it. I believe that if we would just get on with what God wants to do in this city... We can turn this city into a place where Riverside will be known, will be known for being a city where it's hard for people to go to hell. You have people from San Bernardino trying to get to Orange County getting saved on the 91. Like something happened. I just, I was on the 91 and it hit me. People coming from the Mission City Lights are just getting saved. I'm not making this up. I'm not being crazy. Things like this have happened in history. And I don't think that God is tired. God's not in heaven talking about, you know, I'm just kind of going to take a break. God's in heaven saying, more! More! I'm 
willing to break city codes. Have, you know what? I was talking to a pastor. I was, having, I was talking to a pastor uh, this last week. I was talking to a pastor in Orlando. He said, listen, the city of Miami passed a new law because our church would go on the streets and hand out waters at the busy intersections. And we became known as that church that, that, church that gives out water because in Miami, they actually sell the water on the sidewalks. It's that hot. You think it's hot here? It's, it's Miami. Welcome to Miami. It's hot. What if, what if we could be that church where the strongholds of sin that hold people back become overshadowed by the tower of faith that you and I build? Where the cesspools of despair are overwhelmed by the wells of salvation that you and I dig. But it comes with you and I believing in the vision and joining up sacrificially to bring about the provision. Amen? God did not keep his love in his emotions. His love turned into action. He gave his son. Let's start giving people Jesus. Amen?